Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Well, we'll talk about that and a lot more as we go to the phone lines right now. Welcome in Andrew Hutchinson of bestofarkansasports.com, friend of the show who covers all things dealing with the Razorbacks. And we're going to talk to him about the latest when it comes to portal and recruiting and all that fun stuff. So, Andrew, as always, appreciate you joining us, man. How are you doing this afternoon? Doing good. How about you guys? Uh, well, we're doing good. And I know Razorback fans wish that they could be doing a little bit better. As I know you saw the news, Courtney Crutchfield announcing he is committing to Missouri, which, you know, hey, going out of state's always tough. But to go to a place like Missouri – it's definitely going to rub people the wrong way, especially Razorback fans. But what do you make of that decision? Is that something that doesn't surprise you? And uh, also, uh, just what do you make of him making that jump and going up there after decommitting from Arkansas just a few months ago? Yeah, I mean, I feel like ever since he decommitted, I think Missouri was was the school that everyone thought he was going to end up at. I mean, he took his last uh, official visit this past weekend to Missouri. So that's usually a good. A sign that that was what's coming. Um, I know Arkansas fans kind of held out hope that maybe, you know, the Bobby Petrino hire might make a difference, you know, because you know, <laughs> we all remember what he did with you know, the in-state wide receivers uh, back in uh, when he was the head coach. But I actually talked to Courtney Crutchfield a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him about that. I was like, hey, like, does it mean anything to you that he's, you know, had so much success with the Jarius Rice, the Joe Adams, et cetera, and – he told me, and this is going to make everyone feel really old, that he said, I honestly don't, I'm so young that I really don't remember any of that. And I started doing the math in my head, and lo and behold, he would have been in kindergarten. Uh, Bobby Petrino's last year here as a head coach. So hmm. uh, that that may not have had as much, carried as much weight as maybe we had hoped, uh, Arkansas fans had hoped. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Missouri makes a lot of sense. You know, they've got things rolling up there. I know Missouri also just got that uh, – former five-star offensive tackle who had started games as a true freshman at Oklahoma, uh, got him out of the portal, and they've also uh, made some other headway as well. So uh, Drinkwitz has got that thing rolling, you know, 10 and 2 this year. And unfortunately uh, for Arkansas fans, it looks like they're not going anywhere. Well, see, that kind of leads me into my next question because it seems like now, because of NIL, everybody just assumes that if they don't get the player that they want or feel like they have a shot at, it's immediately because NIL sucks. It, it just has to be it. Didn't didn't want to pay for the player and everything. But I make the argument has a lot more to do with teams going ten and two instead of four and eight. But how much do you feel like NIL has played a factor not only in maybe some of the guys that Arkansas has missed out on, but just that playing in general when it comes to you know NIL money at a good team or a bad team, good program or a bad program. Yeah, I, mean, I think NIL is certainly part of the equation. I mean, I think uh, we have a story that went up on our site after Crutchfield's commitment by uh, another one of our writers who kind of laid out just the, the difference between Missouri's NIL program, which has been kind of building for four years the same thing. They've got that thing rolling up there uh, compared to Arkansas, which just recently changed to this Arkansas Edge thing and because you know, the previous thing wasn't working. You know, Sam Pittman went from – you know, complaining about NIL to saying, hey, I think we've got it figured out, but, you know, you're four years behind the other schools. And uh, I think that that definitely has something to go do with it. And, you know, whether fans like it or not, NIL is here and it's here to stay. And you've got to figure out how to, to work the system. You, you just got to do that. And 
I don't know if it's going to be the deciding factor for every recruit because, I mean, there's still kids out there that probably, you know, grew up playing, you know, dreaming of playing for a certain school, whether it be Arkansas or wherever. That probably carries some weight. You know, the coaches still carry some weight. You want to play for a winning team. You know, going 10 and 2 last year certainly helped uh, Missouri when it came to, you know, recruiting this year, both high school kids and the portal. Uh, you want to go somewhere where you can win. You got to have a good relationship with the coaches. So I think it all goes into the equation. But NIL is certainly in that equation. You know, much to the chagrin of some <laughs> some fans. So looking at maybe I'm not going to say maybe a positive. Just looking at what they got right now out of the portal. They've added some guys. They've addressed some needs, and it certainly looks like they are not done yet. But just what do you make of the current guys that they've had committed out of the transfer portal and maybe some of the ones that you really like? Yeah, I mean, they, they've got, I think, six guys committed. Uh, I think maybe the, the biggest impact guy, even though he's probably not the sexiest commitment, is the, the kicker from Hawaii hmm. because you lose Cam Little to uh, the, the NFL draft you know, maybe a year earlier than you thought you were. Uh, and you've got a, a really top top-notch kicker committed in the 2025 class. Well, that doesn't really help you in 2024. So you had to go address that need, and they got a guy that has a proven track record at Hawaii. He's made you know, a 51-yard game-winning field goal before. So, I mean, that's, that's a big-time commitment. Uh, we saw what kind of weapon Cam Little can be this past year, and I don't know if he'll be as good as Cam Little, but he should be pretty solid, and it shouldn't be a concern. Uh, and then, of course, you know, everyone wants to talk about Taylor Green, the, the quarterback from Boise State. I think there's a lot of potential there. I think that that's something to be, you know, kind of excited about, especially knowing that Bobby Petrino is going to be the guy coaching him up. I mean, 6'6", six, six, can run, uh, apparently has a really good arm. Uh, I'm, I'm very anxious to see if he can maybe return to his 2022 form uh, after kind of being thrown into a weird situation this year with a, a two-quarterback system, a new offensive coordinator, you know, we know we know the impact the new offensive coordinator can have on a quarterback. Uh, we just saw it this year with KJ Jefferson. So uh, we'll see if if Taylor Green can can get back to his freshman All American level and maybe uh, perform in the SEC opposed to the Mountain West. So I think that's another one. And then the other one I think I'm you know most intrigued and excited by would be the uh, the offensive tackle uh, from San Jose State, uh, Carmona. I believe is his last name. Uh, Fernando Carmona. Uh, he's a guy that played a lot over the last two years but again it's you know can he make the jump from the mountain west to the sec uh that's kind of what we you know need to see but left tackle offensive tackle in general left or right was a major need for arkansas and he seems to be one of the better ones out there available so that that's a solid one but uh they, they still have work to do to say the least soon the andrew Hutchinson of the best of arkansas sports.com here on out of bounds so andrew you know this is something i has been going on for a bit, but I just wanted your thoughts because I don't think we really talked about it since the last time we caught up. The fact that the coaching staff is intact as much as it is right now is a little surprising to me. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if you would have told me that after, like, on the day that this season ended and they went 4-8 and eight and everyone was just uh, beyond belief upset, if you were to tell me that the only coaching changes that would actually come to fruition would be adding Bobby Petrino, which, of course, you had to hire an offense coordinator in some capacity, but then Cody Kennedy being the other one and adding Eric Mateos, that would have been pretty shocking to me. Are you as shocked as I am in the fact that this coaching staff has been remaining together, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, as much as it has? I'm a little surprised because I thought as much 
improvement as the defense made. I'm not going to sit here and say the defense was great this year. We saw what they did uh, in two of the last three games of the season. Uh, but they did make drastic improvements. So I thought maybe, you know, we might see one of the defensive assistants, you know, get another opportunity uh, somewhere else and move on. Plus we see this kind of, you know, turnover on the staff uh, every year. Uh, to have just the two, you know, the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach uh, is, is a little bit surprising. Uh, but I, I think, you know, is it a good thing or a bad thing? I want to say it's more of a good thing. Because, I mean, can you really make a case? I mean, the, the tight ends look pretty good in Morgan Turner's first year, you know, on the staff, and, and he's got a proven track record at Stanford. And, you know, Kenny Guyton maybe would be one that you would potentially look at, but he's, he's done a pretty decent job with the receivers. Uh, you know, well, obviously Jimmy Smith has been fantastic with the running backs. Um, and, and, of course, the defensive staff did what it did. So I think it's mostly a good thing to have that consistency, but you've got to use that to your advantage on the recruiting trail. And, and I'm not sure if we've 100% seen it. And that comes, you know, that means the transfer portal as well. Uh, with six commitments out of the portal, you know, maybe you'd like to see a little bit more action than that. But, uh, and you're losing a few commitments here and there, uh, then uh, that would be a little bit of a concern as well. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I'm not too terribly surprised, but, but I am a little bit that it was just. Uh, Dan Enos and Cody Kennedy uh, as the guys being move, moving on. Talking a little basketball with you. Uh, that uh, another thing that's hard to really feel good about right now is is Razorback basketball just because of the high expectation that came along with it. They're seven and four. You know, it's not great, but they haven't really looked impressive, and they only got a couple games left before they actually get into SEC play. So, uh, can you make sense out of this team? Because I don't think I can as much as I try. Yeah, I, I have no idea because we've seen them look. We've seen them beat Duke. We saw them beat Purdue. Again, I know it was an exhibition game, but I don't think either team really treated it as such. They've beaten two really, really good teams, but then they've also just, you know, not looked good in some other ones. I mean, they, uh, you know, obviously Memphis and North Carolina and the Bahamas, those are two really good teams, NCAA tournament teams. But, you know, in Greensboro, it's probably you know, going to compete for that conference title. But, again, you shouldn't be losing to a team from the SoCon at Bud Walton Arena. Uh, that shouldn't happen. So that's a concern. And, and you almost lose. The other day, you blow on a 20-point lead. Uh, that That's just I, – I just don't understand. Like, you just – you think, okay, they're going to get back on track. And you must has this proven track record of turning things around. But, boy, they've dug themselves quite a big hole because 7-4, and four, uh, that in itself is not – the worst thing in the world, but you also are hovering around number 100 in the net rankings. I mean, you're going to have to win some games in conference play. You can't go eight and ten in SEC play like you did last year and make the NCAA tournament. And I think that's what we're talking about now: is can they make the tournament, not can they make a run in the tournament? They got to get to the tournament before we talk about another Sweet 16 or whatever. Well, Hutch, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, great insights. I know it's still a busy time for all of us, but especially for someone like you. But appreciate you making time. And, and have a Merry Christmas in case we don't get a chance to talk with you until then. And enjoy the weekend. All right, my man? Appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas to everybody.